clubhouse. I'm Beth Kushnack. And I'm Caroline Daly. Welcome to Decorating the Set, from Hollywood to your home. For over 30 years, I've created settings for countless award-winning television series and feature films. As a set decorator, I'm a storyteller. My job is to compose visuals that both capture and enhance any story. Now, I want to help you capture and enhance your story. I'm on social media every day, and Beth's Instagram is a must-look for me. Over and over, I see fans asking her, how can I get the look in my own home inspired by something I've seen on screen? There's nothing I enjoy more than helping people create a space that allows them to best express themselves. Subscribing to Decorating the Set means you'll never have to tackle these projects alone. I'll be the decorator by your side. Hey, it's fall, y'all. You love that, Beth? That's a little fall, y'all, for you. I love it. I got to bring a little Southern charm up in here to your Yankee ways. I think that's a great idea. We need we need it now more than ever. Oh, my gosh. You have no idea. Like uh, the amount of it's fall y'all that goes on down here is um, it's it's epic, I would say, actually. You know, I don't think I ever told you this, but uh, there was a period of time when I did a number of jobs in Georgia, a few mm. in a row was a long time ago, but nonetheless, everybody used to come to my office and stand at the door to hear how I talk, how I say <laughs> New York. <laughs> Did they fall y'all you at all ever? They didn't fall y'all me. They uh, taught me, hey, sugar britches. Oh. <laughs> so that one stayed with me for a long time now. Well, that's super funny. Well, I'm excited that we get to talk about fall. No matter where you live in the world, you may not say fall, y'all, but you want to express the welcoming of the fall season somehow in your life. And we're going to talk about some different ways to do that today. We are. I think whether you're inside or out, there's something about moving from summer to fall that I think we'll feel better from. Since we have our shopping episode, hopefully the tips from that have you all waiting to receive some orders that you've placed and ready to move things around. Right? Like, it is time. I'm I'm ready. I really didn't feel like there was that much of a shift between spring and summer. It seemed hot <laughs> in March, and it seemed hot all the way through till now. And exactly. Yeah. I mean, tonight was one of the first nights I, I came outside, and I was walking to the car, and I was like, wow, it actually feels like a little bit a little bit cooler. Like, a, it's discernible. Yeah, we've had a few days like that up here, and we want to keep our outdoor spaces going because it's healthy and a great way to socially distance, and we want to stay outside in the fresh air as long as possible. So, All the things that we've done to create these environments outside your home and make them feel almost like an additional living space, we want to keep going with that. This is a great time to look at end-of-season sales on outdoor furniture. It makes it so cozy to be outside when you can be making those s'mores. Oh, I have a hot tip for you, Beth. Tell me. If you're super basic, you might still use graham crackers to make your s'mores, but I would like to introduce you to fudge stripe cookies and use them because they already have the chocolate inside. You are so wicked and adventurous. (laughs) It's amazing. (laughs) And when those Girl Scouts come around, I'm going to snap up those caramel delights and I'm going to try to add it like next level business. You go for it, girl. You go for it. I'm going to. It's like... (laughs) <laughs> it's not just like s'more, it's like smextra. <laughs> oh, smextra. 
That's yes. a really good one. In the <laughs> meantime, I'd like to talk about fire pits and stand-up heaters. You do? Well, I, let's talk yeah, about those. I, Are they good? Do they actually work? really do work, and they're pretty easily available, and I think that's really something to kick it up a notch and add to your outdoor space. You can keep it going all through the fall and who knows what's going to happen with our weather but uh, right. I think it's a good thing to have for me the fall is just my most favorite season always in the course of my entire career whenever I've had the opportunity to be shooting on the streets of New York in the fall it's just magic time for me it feels so great and everyone's in such a good mood and new york city takes on this real beautiful backdrop and the weather's great it's so fun it's so fun i i have memories of being out on the streets in the city in the fall I don't know, the days just fly when you're on set. Everybody's so happy and wearing light jackets and the city feels alive again. Especially now during COVID, scripts are being rewritten for the fall weather. So we're doing a lot more outdoor scenes and the fall's the perfect time to capture those shots. Why do you think that so much energy comes back to the city, but just in general, like it feels like nature is so much more, I, I don't know, like in interesting and revitalized in a weird way. I agree. I think it's just a season where people feel good. I know it's going to be a hard one now with more homeschooling and Zooms and all of that, but I think we're all prepared or we're going to get ourselves prepared. The weather's going to help. Keep your windows open if you're stuck inside on your on your Zoom chats all day. Bring that outside energy in, right? Just kind of feel that really like crisp air. It always makes me feel like I'm awake, I guess. You know, I can remember I lived in Massachusetts when I was younger and when I would come outside in the morning to go to school and it was like the cool air would hit you and it was like, oh, I'm like awake. You know, I feel just like with it. So I'm super excited that we get to keep our outdoor spaces that we had judged all up at the summertime and we can use those twinkly lights and enjoy those and add some, maybe some indoor outdoor cozy blankets and things like that that we can enjoy outside as well. I know my whole family is looking forward to lots and lots of time around the campfire and just be out of each other's hair for like a little bit. Yeah, definitely. You can do the same thing in your indoor space as well. You know, still having the windows open as much as possible, bringing back those cozy throws and blankets and pillows that we put away for the summer. All the things that we set out for the summer that brought nature in, you can just do your new fall refresh. Take those bowls of lemons and turn them over into bowls of apples or little pumpkins. Really try to do some projects with the kids, dried leaves and pine cones and branches. Use those fall colors right now. They're glowy and warm and you kind of really feel embraced by them. I know one of the things that you had talked about when we did summertime was to use things like seashells and sort of like that really beachy kind of summery feel. What what items do you feel like what, what, if we're trying to use our, our leaves and our pine cones and stuff? Like what kind of look would we be creating? Like, is it the same like my seashell? Should I just like scoop out my seashells and put like different leaves and sure, twigs and stuff like that? Absolutely, yeah. you can. You know, the other way to do it is to pick more appropriate vessels. Maybe you've got a nice long wooden bowl and you put your apples or your pine cones in that. So 
both the holder for what you're displaying as well as the items in your display kind of all work together as one. That makes good sense. So I should put up my like clear glass seashell bowl and instead go a little warmer. Yes, I would. You know, the most simple way that you could affect that color change in your room is just to look for a scarf or a piece of fabric and throw it over the lampshade and see how it glows. Sometimes we really Mm. choose that as a character moment, usually in a female character's bedroom. It just tones down the the lighting and makes it feel more evocative. Warmer and just sort of like more welcoming, I kind of want to say. Yes. I don't know. It feels cozy to me. Feels cozy. I like that very much. When we're talking about different ways to do design or decor during this time, I know that you had talked a lot about leaning more towards like homemade, that we don't always have to go to the store and buy that it's fall y'all wreath or pick up something at like, you know, your local discount store. It's basically something that you can do at home using nature and, and things you have around the house. You know, there's a whole way of using what kids create and a more homemade look And sometimes it really comes across as beautiful folk art. It's something that is easy to do at home. And a lot of these materials are in people's backyards. And I think having your kids crafts or things that you all make together represented in the home, not in a massive way, but mixed in with the other things that you're going to choose to have really works. Many times I try to tell a character's backstory with something that if they have kids in the show that I'm doing would have made for them. I put together a little shelf in Alicia Florek's bathroom that I decided I wanted to have some ceramic pieces on. So I actually went to a make-your-own-ceramic store in the city, and inevitably there were things that were left behind. I was able to buy them, and those pieces always were a fixture in Alicia's bathroom on a little glass shelf. It was a way to use something from her kids in a room that you wouldn't expect it and have it as a memento and look at it every day And she, you know, went to it, her character went to it, and she used it as motivation. These are the times to do crafts that you want to keep around. First of all, I have to say, I love that you gave abandoned art a little home. That's like heartwarming. I yes, love it. You I, rescued I brought those it little home with me. ceramic animals. <laughs> I love that. Otherwise, um, I fear they were going to be thrown away. So oh I God. did. I gave them a home. That would have been devastating. We should have like a rescue for <laughs> for abandoned art for sure. I agree with you, and I I love those little moments. That there's no reason why we're just thinking about you know the cliche like fireplace hearth. There's other little places too where you want to put little touches to remind you of you know it could be a seasonal decoration, but it could be a little handmade thing. That that your kiddo made and especially to you, you could put it in little places. You wouldn't expect it in the bathroom. I love that. Mm-hmm. You know, the other thing that many people deal with at this time of the year is scents in your home and all different rooms because people can become kind of pumpkin crazy this time of the year. It comes to <laughs> no. them, you know, the food they eat, the scents they smell. What I suggest for that is go light on the pumpkin stuff 
other scents that you can introduce at this time of the year, like vanilla and apple pie or sugar cookie. It's got part of that sweet pumpkin fall homey smell, but it's not overwhelming. It feels like very family, very like gathering, like, you know, oh, we're baking a pie because people are coming over. There's like that feel of of gathering for the holidays that feels very exciting. Now, since we have to keep that so limited, it's good to have reminders, you know, for your eye, for your sense of smell, for your sense of taste, you know, to surround yourself with these comfort things that you're used to in your home, they really become a part of your your health right now and the way that your home brings you comfort. I love that because you may not be around your mom who maybe did bake wonderful cookies or something, but you can still have that scent in your home and that gives you a real source of comfort during this time. Exactly. My comfort is that I'm lucky enough to see this incredible sunsets out my window, my apartment window, and they become so much more intense in this early fall. I have become just stunned by them. Some of the colors, I mean, no photograph can really represent how amazing these sunsets have been. And I've sort of created my own ritual and just knowing when they're starting and photographing some of them and just really giving myself a time to take them all in visually because they're great, you know? That seems like such a beautiful gift to give yourself when there's such a time of uncertainty that you can be able to say, I know exactly when the sun is going to set today and I can go out there. It's predictable and I can enjoy it. And I'm sure it brings back lots of memories for you being in the city at all different ages, enjoying the sunset. It does. It's just been really, really soothing. And as we're putting all this effort and work into our spaces, where we're working from and studying from and teaching from and trying to live in, all these little movements forward in creating our happiness within this space that we're stuck in is really <laughs> what's going to get us through. At least for me, it's just been my my go-to kind of thing to really try to make my space a serene space and a happy place. And now that we're moving into fall, all the things that we were attempting to do for summer, you know, if you didn't get to paint that bathroom or you didn't get to do any of your house projects, maybe this is a good time to take a look at it. You know, Beth, I'm going to start looking up when New York City sunset is. I'm just going to like set a little alarm on my clock. And at that time, I'm going to think, I feel calmer right now because I know Beth is peeping on a sunset and it's like super sweet and comfortable. And I'm just going to like, I'm going to channel myself, like bring, bring your sunset. I'll meditate with you. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to love on that because I can't see that from here, but in my mind's eye, I think I can. Well, you know, in addition to the sunset, I think for adults, who may not have kids in their home or may not be doing craft projects, there's a way to really bring that fall vibe into your house. Fall colors, oranges, browns, golds, deeper, warmer tones, uh, you know, can really change up everything. And there's, you know, other areas in your home, maybe you've got a bar in your apartment or your house and you just add some 
orange glasses or an orange vase with some leaves in it. And it just visually gives you that sense of the, of the fall. You know, for me, color and the color palette is the most important thing in establishing character. As a matter of fact, for the whole third season of The Good Fight, we actually took on a color associated with a character stance. Before we even had our concept meetings for the episode, we had a color meeting where we decided which character was going to run with which color theme. And it's probably something the audience didn't notice, but we definitely gave it as our Easter egg. In a way, it determines so much of the direction of the set decoration because, of course, you know, I defined a character by a color and we stuck to that pretty rigidly. So I like the idea very much that it's okay even seasonally as you're bringing in new decor or different colors in your in your place that you can stick to your character's color palette, your own self being your character and being able to just add to that during the season. You can because you know you can if if you're not a fan of the warm tones, you're going to do just fine because if you bring warm tones in and into your cool toned space, you're bringing in the opposite color on the color wheel. And that is usually very successful as well. Nice. Complimentary colors, if you will. Mm-hmm. Loving on that. Loving on that. Very cool little like fun fact about the, the good fight there. I love that. It's one of those things that I think you guys think of so many things behind the scenes that as viewers, we may pick up on it a little bit. Like I might think, I really love that character's general vibe. And I may not have even realized that you have put this like through line of color it's layered beyond belief, the kinds of things that we think about and that we break down and analyze and meet about and collaborate with others. And it's a huge process that one as a set decorator hopes makes it to the screen. Many times it doesn't, but there is an enormous amount of effort put into all of those ideas and concepts. You guys are so creative. I know that it's not like you're always given millions of dollars to be able to do these things. And yet you have to come up with things that are so well beyond just what we might think. It's not just paint on the walls, but you have to do almost like, is it wrong to call them like special effects? Or I'm not sure exactly what to call it in terms of like when you have a script that calls for a certain tone or a certain scene to be happening that your set decorating has to actually support. You know, set decorators really interact with every department head. And the interesting thing is that we are responsible for so many varied situations. For instance, if uh, an electrician or a director of photography needs to run cables, they'll need something to cover the cables. So sometimes if we're in a restaurant, I might bring in some extra plants or something that will take care of that unsightly mess of cables. Uh, <laughs> There's other situations where, say on Fringe, which was a show filled with visual effects, special effects, specialty props, and even prosthetics, where in order for what's being created for this, you know, scary scene or 
uh, situation ends up involving a subject writer. Like in, in one scene, we needed to show an amputee in a bed. So the actors got to be kept comfortable. So it would be my job to say, get a backup mattress, have the special effects people cut a hole in the mattress so the actor's leg could fit through at the knee down. The bed gets rigged. And now we're able to shoot the scene where you just see half the actor's leg. That's amazing. I really did not think about the way that you have to be so creative in these different, like, especially like a like a show like Fringe, where, where I always think of your designs as beautiful. But what if you have to do something that's like gross or, you know, have this other element of almost scary and, you know, I'd say I didn't we did think that about pretty how much, you do that. Yeah, we did that pretty much all of Fringe. Every episode had its moment of the fringe effect. I'm not really personally a big fan of scary movies. You're um, not? No, not a fan? No, not, not for me. But I do really understand how people, in terms of filmmaking, have a big appreciation for the grossness or, you know, the extra special effects that can, you know, scare someone out of their theater seat. So, uh, you know, I'd say Fringe was probably the most scary. You know what I was thinking is what? something that uh, parents might want to consider, or anyone for that matter, in this time when, you know, we're not going to be celebrating Halloween in the same way, and we're doing so much on Zoom, and we're sharing everything from weddings to work to you name it. Why mm -hmm. not make your own Halloween movie and share it with all your friends and family? Oh, my God, that'd be so fun. And like, what a cool way to, to create a different celebration during this non-traditional Halloween. Right? I think we just apply all the rules that we've been dealing yes. with and the way we've been, you know, uh, spending time with our families and doing things and keeping ourselves busy, get your family together and Write your own Halloween script. Anyone who has a basement, that would be a good set to shoot on. Oh and God, you know, Beth. you can you are all... the scariest. You don't like scary movies, and you're telling people get in the basement. That's so scary. <laughs> you can all oh you can all start with that old trick of the flashlight under your chin. You know, oh, I love that. Um, but I would Ghost love stories. I would love to see people's. You know, just like they're doing all these TikToks and everything. I would love to see people's scary little Halloween extravaganza. I love it. And you know, Beth is all about thinking outside the box. So, you know, make a little scary musical or like make your own skit or what have you. Like, come on now. Exactly. Think outside and, the box. You know, it's it, it set set a time on on Halloween night and, you know, have your your group of people that you're connected to on Zoom. Everybody has a big premiere night. You can eat candy and hang out and watch everybody's scary movie. You could even give like awards as the fall is our award season. You could have like, you know, That's what's the true. freakiest, deakiest movie? Like what was the funniest? What was best made? What mm -hmm. have you? That's such a cool way to start a new tradition for your family and just, you know, not, not even think about like what old traditions were. We could just make some new ones. And, you know, it's something that could take up the next two months or six weeks. You know, it's really something that uh, you can build to. You're all about the layering, Beth. It's true. 
<laughs> I love that. I love it. So, you know, how long have you been like an outside the box thinker, Beth? Like, is this just like a lifetime trait for you or what? Uh, I'd say uh, it's definitely a product of my job, but I was probably uh, suited to this always. I think this was always kind of in my DNA, I, I will say. And I can't believe I'm sharing this with you and everyone else, Caroline, but uh, <laughs> I might girl. as well tell you because I know you're going to ask me what my best <laughs> Halloween costume was. I definitely got to know. In terms of thinking outside the box, uh, my best and my most favorite Halloween costume was when I was Mr. Peanut. Mr. And Peanut, I love I, that. I, I was very crafty and I uh, made peanut shell jewelry. And instead of collecting candy, I handed out peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> you are so cute. Oh, my Lord. Uh, I can totally see you with your little monocle. Yeah, I, little... I had did, it did all. You do, did you do like the top hat? Did you do like, oh, yeah. you had, like a little cane, right? Yeah, yeah, you... yeah. I had a full oh, on Mr. Peanut God. going. How did you make this? I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> You're like, I just pulled it together, yeah, man. I, I shit I just, out of my closet. You know, yeah, like found objects, <laughs> you know. I love that. That is so adorable. And you know what? That just, that makes so much sense to me because that is so you. That I, I cannot imagine you getting some just store-bought something. No, or just being a generic did, princess. We never did store-bought, ever. I mean, in, the, in, in my day, uh, we tortured our parents and they had to make everything. <laughs> I'm a little bit of a different parent in that regard. Like I'm going to have fun at Halloween. Like this year, I'm yeah. very much thinking about getting like a t-shirt cannon and like putting candy in it and just like blowing it off our roof. <laughs> just that, letting whomever wants simple. to feast. Yeah. That sounds nice and calm. And yeah, and it could just be kids or like local animals or whatnot could enjoy my candy feast. <laughs> right. Oh my God. So would you say Halloween is your favorite fall holiday thanksgiving is really my favorite holiday. oh tell me why what is it about thanksgiving that you love just lots of lots of memories and i love the fact that everyone has an opportunity to kind of do it differently you know everyone has their their go-to food and their go-to company and how they celebrate and what time they eat and I just think it's, you know, it's it's so universal and, and so interesting and can be changed up all the time, year to year, and or be held true to everybody's traditions. I, I love everything about it. I love Thanksgiving because it's one of the few holidays where you get to get together and you're not obligated to have gifts. Mm -hmm. It's like there's no stress of that. Right. You know, you just get to just enjoy being around or being on Zoom or chatting with friends or however you're going to do it this year. Maybe it's outdoors, however you're going to choose to do it. But you don't have that stress of weeks and weeks of gift buying. I very much appreciate that. Yeah, I think that's going to change in our world a lot as well. I do too. I'm looking forward though to see how people get creative because I'm going to I'm going to think silver lining here and think yeah. people are going to really find different ways to make those gatherings feel very special. I agree. Hey, Beth, we got several questions concerning the fall season and how it plays out on TV. And so we kind of compiled it and we have a question for you this week, Beth. Sure. I feel like I know when a show is supposed to be set during Christmas time. There's trees and wreaths and snow and all that good stuff. 
But how do you, as a set decorator, turn over a set to cue the audience that we're now in the fall season? Well, it's true because once Christmas time starts and we want to uh, always base this on our airing schedule for a TV show, uh, we do very direct things. You see a lot of Twinkie lights and you actually see a lot of coats from the costume designer. We have never ending conversations about who's got a coat, are they walking with their coat? Are they wearing their coat? Where do they hang their coat? Beth, um, I have to tell you this. I'm busting in on your question because I have to tell you this. So we just watched this Netflix show called Away that was supposed to be set in Houston. And the main takeaway right away was, why were people wearing coats so much? Because <laughs> we don't wear coats. We never wear coats. So I'm like, what, where are these people wearing coats? So I hear you on this coat question. It yeah, matters. you know, this is a way in which... I do get involved with the costume designer because sometimes we need coat racks for all these coats. You know, the Christmas thing is is easily seen. You know, we, we dress the standing sets and a lot of locations, even during shooting at, at Christmas time, a lot of the locations are, are already dressed with Christmas decorations that we can't take down. So we kind of go with whatever the the owner of the locations uh put up for fall i haven't really been in a situation where i've had to overdo it but you know we do change up things based on every script and you know i might put a wreath on the door or you know add some small set dressing as we said some vase of leaves or, you know, a bowl of pumpkins, things here and there that can cue people that it's fall and we're adding a top layer to the existing decor. You so know, walk me through your Beth process. So they, so something in the script says like fall has totally hit New York City and like everyone's like a buzz about this, right? How are you adding that like top layer? What does that look like? Well, we do it certainly in exteriors with a lot of greens. Um, the, there are plenty of times when we're shooting on the street in the fall where we carry probably 20 bags of dried leaves or artificial leaves. That's so and funny. And we scatter them around and they blow up and they give zest is the right word to, I love to that. shooting. So, and then, you know, we got to clean those leaves up. So, you know. <laughs> now I'm going to peep around New York City. Next time I'm there, I'm going to be peeping to see if there's any fake leaves up in yep. there. And I'll be like, the, I know Beth was we, here. We've left a few behind, believe <laughs> yeah. me. And, you know, we also carry um, beautifully colored fall branches. We hang them on a grip stand kind of to just frame the side of the camera, which harks back to when I was telling you all about your zoom setups you know a cutting piece i so totally thought you were going to killer branch just yeah, then yeah killer branch is where i thought i thought you were going to say we were hearkening back to the killer branch the killer branch no From, uh, no <laughs> it's something a, a, a little more serene and nice and just a little fringe uh no pun intended for the <laughs> you know side of the camera i think also the way that i do it is with throws and pillows and even actually changing up some of the artwork you know going with a not heavier feel but a, a more 
deep toned, even I had a painting in the shop that was really a depiction of beautiful fall foliage through that on the set. And that's how we do it. So what I did not hear you say is go to the local craft store, buy as many animated witches and what have you, or uh, I totally like... Unless that's <laughs> scripted. I joked with my mom that <laughs> she put so much fall decoration out on her side porch, I said it looked like fall threw up on her porch. <laughs> we try to stay away from that, Caroline. It I, was I, overkill. I'm, okay. I'm definitely go more for the subtle <laughs> yeah go for the subtle i like the layering thinking if you guys just keep thinking like this is not like we're gonna totally throw out everything right, just, just like pull throw a piece in this out that you like pull a vase out put a pull out some placemats and just replace with a little bit of the vibe but don't go crazy because <laughs> um you know why because really it 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 all melds together visually and it doesn't allow people to really appreciate what you've done. I like that. I like that. Save yourself the trouble of no one noticing. Right. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> I think also there, there's like this this feeling for me that I don't want to go overboard because in like 10 seconds, the Christmas tree is going to be out and all this stuff is going to be going on. That's going to be really like a lot for me that I, I kind of want that ease in like, OK, we're starting to decorate for seasonally, but I, I don't need it to be blaring in my face right so it doesn't have to be a specific holiday decor just focus on using color and warmth to bring in the season amongst what you already have that's such a great tip and i know that something that i want to definitely remember from this episode is that i'm gonna i'm gonna keep to those outdoor spaces this season more than ever before continue to use your outdoor spaces so if you need to physically warm them up you know, try to add the heater lamp, try to add the small outdoor fire pit. And, you know, maybe don't spend late at night when it's getting colder out there, but use your outdoor space as much as you possibly can, because soon enough, it's not <laughs> going to be applicable for the rest of the year. And right? I bet you'll miss it. Soak it all in, people. Soak it all in. And go ahead and splurge on that fire pit. It's half off right now. That's right. And Do it's it. probably available, unlike our dreaded desks. <laughs> that elusive desk. <laughs> and really during this time, I know that we're all feeling like, oh, we don't get to do things the way we've always done them. But we can embrace that at this time, right? And, and go for more non-traditional ideas this holiday season. I'm pushing you all to make your own Zoom Halloween extravaganza. I want to see them. I want to hear how you made them. I think it's really creative project and I am going to challenge everyone to do it and show me your results because I do think thinking again outside the box and in advance on how to keep things kind of as ritualistic and normal as possible while we're living through this, the best thing to do is to plan ahead and have something special for your family for Halloween. We may just have to come up with like a prize, Beth. Oh, we could do that. <laughs> what do you guys like that? Perhaps Beth needs to see these videos of yours. Maybe we could find a prize. Maybe we could give them bags of peanuts, Beth. Hey, I know how to do that. That'll work. <laughs> Well, only maybe you, if we get some number of submissions, we'll have to come up with a number. You might have to dress as Mr. Peanut. Oh, my God. That costume's <laughs> long gone. So 
we'll, we'll just see well, about that, Caroline. Good thing that you are so clever and creative, Beth. <laughs> like, you need that old costume. You could just whip some up, I'm sure. Okay, I'm going to give you my quote for this episode of Fall. Let's I hope it, people remember the incredible character of Joe Fox from the fantastic movie You've Got Mail, in which Tom Hanks playing Joe Fox says, don't you love New York in the fall? It makes me want to buy school supplies. I would send you a bouquet of newly sharpened pencils if I knew your name and address. On the other hand, this not knowing has its charms. <laughs> We're not going to send you pencils, but we may send you peanuts. That's right. <laughs> well, I love it. Halloween movie submission information will be made available September 30th, 2020 on podclubhouse.com as well as on Twitter and Instagram at podclubhouse. Winners will be chosen November 1st and announced on the November 5th podcast. Don't hesitate to reach out for movie-making tips from Beth, the set decorator by your side. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Decorating the Set on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Five stars, people. Five stars. Thanks for listening. Decorating the Set from Hollywood to Your Home is a Pod Clubhouse original production. Recorded, edited, and produced at Pod Clubhouse Studios. For more information, please visit us online at podclubhouse.com. Pod Clubhouse.